All right, Please welcome up. Jeff Bartley with Amazon Web Services. There Let's we give go. him a warm All welcome. Right. All right, so I'm a solutions architect on the data sync team and the storage gateway team, and today we're going to talk about uh, migrating your data to Amazon S3 using AWS Data Sync, and then I'll show you how to access that pretty much anywhere using uh, AWS Storage Gateway. So I'm going to jump right into the demo. We're just going to go through a quick slide and describe the scenario. So the scenario here is that you've got an NFS server on-premises today. It's got a bunch of storage on it that you either want to free up or you want to shut down that server and you want to migrate that data into the cloud. So I'm going to show you how we get, you can migrate that data using AWS Data Sync. And then once that data is in the cloud in your S3 bucket, I'll then show you how you can set up a storage gateway, connect it to your bucket, and make that data available through an NFS share to your application server. And once it's available through your NFS share on the file gateway, you can then proceed to shut down your NFS server. It's no longer needed. All of your data is available in the file gateway. So this is a scenario we're going to walk through today, and I'm going to jump right into it. Okay, so I've got my uh, AWS console up. I'm logged in. Before I do that, I'm going to log go quickly to my, um, my NFS server, and I'm going to run the show mount command just to show that I've got an export on there and slash media slash data. That's the data that I'm exporting through my NFS server. And I've also got my application server connected to it as well. And if I do a mount and grep for NFS, you can see here that I've got a, I'm connected. This is my NFS server, and I'm mounted at MNT slash data. And if I look at that directory, See, I've got a, dir a directory in there called images, and underneath there I've got three folders. And within each one of those folders, there's about 1,000 files. So we've got 3,000 files total that we want to copy up into my S3 bucket, and then we want to make available via file gateway. So let me show you how to do that. So the first step that I need to do, so I've already, uh, through uh, CloudFormation, I've deployed some resources already. So I'm running in two regions today. The first region is Northern California. You can see that in the upper right-hand corner. That's, my, that's simulating my on-premises region. In that region, I deployed an EC2 instance that's running my NFS server, and I also deployed an EC2 instance running my data sync agent, and then I've also deployed an EC2 instance running my file gateway, and then one more EC2 instance running my application server. And you can see down here below, we've got those four here and the IP addresses. I'm going to be referencing those as we go through the demo. In, I am also using the Ohio region, which is the US East 2 region. That's the region where I've deployed the S3 bucket. That's where I'm going to be copying my data to. And I've got the name of my bucket here, as well as a role that I'm going to be using for data sync. So the first thing I want to do is I want to get that data copied. So I'm going to go into the data sync console in the Ohio region. Now, the rule with data sync is that you want to set up your agent. The agent is going to mount the NFS server, read the data off, send it up into the cloud. You want to put that agent as close to your source data as possible. Our source data is our NFS server, so my agent is deployed in the Northern California region, which is my on-premises region. But I'm sending the data to Ohio, my bucket in the Ohio region. So I need to, I need to activate the agent in that Ohio region because that's going to instruct the agent where to actually send the data. So you can see I'm actually in the Ohio region up here, and I'm going to get started. So the first step I would do is deploy an agent. I've actually already done that as an EC2 agent in Northern California. So the next, the next uh, thing that I need to do is, is tell the agent how to actually connect to the service in Ohio. And with DataSync, you have three options. Um, i pull up the drop-down here. So you can connect via a public endpoint. That means your traffic's going to be sent over the Internet from the agent up into the cloud. 
All the data is encrypted in flight using TLS. Um, the second object, uh, option is a FIPS endpoint. So this is for maybe uh, customers who work with the US government and need that level of compliance. The third option is via private link. And that gives you a fully private connection from your data sync agent up into the cloud uh, utilizing direct connect or a VPN connection. To, to make it simple on our demo today, I'm gonna use a public endpoint. And then what I need to do, I'm activating my agent, so I need to give it the IP address of my, my agent. I'm gonna go grab that from here. Drop it in there, and I'm gonna say get key. So this is gonna go through the activation process of activating my data sync agent so we can see that the activation was successful. I'm gonna give it a name. Scroll down, I could give it some tags if I wanted to. I'm gonna click create agent, and you can see that I've created my agent. It's got an endpoint, a public endpoint in the US East Ohio region. Now, I wanna, so I've got my agent activated, and now I wanna set up a task to actually copy the data from my NFS server up to my S3 bucket. So I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna create a task, and there's three steps to creating a task. The first is to specify your source location, where you're copying the data from, then a destination location where you're copying the data to, and then you're gonna set up some options for that task. So I'm copying from my source NFS server, so I'm gonna sp grab my uh, specified location type as NFS, and then I'm gonna select the agent that I wanna use to actually copy the data. So that's that agent that I just created, agent one, and then I need to specify the IP address of the NFS server. This is how the agent is gonna mount that NFS server to actually scan and copy the data from it. So I'm gonna grab the IP address from here. Copy it there, and then the mount path. If you remember when I did the show mount dash E command, it was slash media slash data. I'm gonna click next. Now I'm gonna create my destination location, and this is gonna be my S3 bucket, and DataSync is gonna go out there, it's gonna find all the buckets. I pre-created one earlier called Data Migration Workshop. I've actually got it up over here. It's currently empty, there's nothing in it. And then I'm gonna choose the storage class. So one of the things that, that DataSync does for you, it allows you to migrate data directly into any storage class that S3 provides. So if I was migrating cold data that I knew I wasn't really gonna access that often, I could put it just directly into Glacier or Glacier Deep Archive. In this case, I'm gonna access it using File Gateway. I want it to be immediately available, so I'm gonna use S3 standard. And I select the folder in the bucket where I want the data to go. I'm just gonna use the top level of the bucket and put it in there. And then I need to specify a role, because remember, anytime a service is talking to S3, you have to have a role to control how it's gonna to talk to it and what rights it has. I've also pre-created my role. Let's grab it here, and then I'll click next. And if in, you could also use auto-generate to generate a role for you, and the service would generate one. I had already created one, so we'll click next. And then the next thing that I need to do, I'm, I'm gonna give it a quick name, copy NFS files, that extra N, and then I'm gonna, I have a couple of options I can choose from for my task. So this, this first set of options controls how I wanna verify the data as it's being transferred, because DataSync will both verify data in flight and at rest once the transfer is done, if you choose. For this test, because I want my, my transfer to be fast, because I got 12 minutes left in this demo, I'm just gonna do check integrity during transfer, and DataSync will actually always do that. I could also choose to check the data only that I transferred or all the data that I transferred and do comparisons, for instance, right before I do a cutover or something like that. 
but that would add some extra time and I want to avoid that right now. I can also choose to copy file metadata. This is super important for using file gateway, right? Because my file gateway is going to present an NFS share. I want it to make sure it has the same POSIX permissions, same owner and group specifications and everything else so that my permissions have been maintained when I've copied my, my data over into S3, right? So I'm going to tell it to, to maintain all of that. There's also options around file management which apply when you're doing more of incremental copies. In this case, we're doing a one-type copy. We don't have, really have to worry about it. The other thing here is data sync is super aggressive. It wants to use all of the bandwidth that's available to it. So, you know, in some cases you may be sharing data sync with your other network traffic going up into the cloud. You don't want to use it all, so you can set a bandwidth limit in megabytes per second if you chose to. I'm just going to use everything that I've got today. And then the last option here is around queuing, where if you want to run multiple tasks on the same agent, it can queue those up because an agent can only execute one task at a time. There's also options around filtering. For instance, if you want to exclude some data that you don't want to copy, maybe a snapshot directory, you don't want to copy that up or temporary files or something. Uh, in this case, I want to copy all of my data up. We also recently added the ability to schedule a task. So you can specify, you know, I want to run this task every hour, every day, every week, or you could create your own custom. Uh, but in, in this case, it's a one-time move, so I'm not going to put in a schedule. Last thing, I can specify CloudWatch logging, and then I'll click Next. It'll give me a summary. This is my source. I'm copying from NFS. I'm using this agent. I'm going into S3. This is my bucket. All of my options look good. And we're going to click Create Task. And it'll take just a few seconds to create the task. And you can see here I've created a task object. It's got an ID associated with it. And it lists all the options and filters and everything associated with it. So my task is available. It's ready to go. I'm going to go ahead and click Start. And every time you execute a task, you have the option of running it with some different options, different from what the defaults were on the task. In this case, I'm just going to use what I had to start with. So I'm going to go ahead and click Start. And that's going to fire off a task execution. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the details. You can see that that task is launching right now. So DataSync is firing up some infrastructure in the background to kick off that task and copy those files. So while that's happening, I'm going to go off and I'm going to set up my file gateway. Okay, so our DataSync task is running. Now I'm going to go ahead and set up my file gateway. So I don't have any gateways deployed yet. Um, so I'm going to say get started. Well, I should say I have my gateway deployed as an EC2 instance in Northern California, but I haven't activated yet. Similar uh, scenarios with da uh, data sync. So I'm going to use a file gateway because I want to create an NFS share. I'll click next. And in this case, I've already deployed my Amazon EC2 instance in Northern California, so I don't need to launch an instance. And I'll click next. Again, similar to DataSync, you have options for how your, agent, or your, um, your file gateway is going to talk up to the cloud. You can either use a public endpoint or a VPC endpoint. I'm going to go ahead and use a public endpoint to keep things simple. And then I'm going to specify the IP address of my, uh, of my gateway. I'm going to grab it here and drop it in here. And we're going to go through a similar activation process as we did with DataSync. So it's connected to it. I'm going to give it a name. We'll call it My Gateway. And I'll click Activate Gateway. And so now what's happening is that the gateway has been activated and it's scanning for local storage devices. Because one of the key things about File Gateway is that it utilizes a local cache to give you low latency access to your data that's stored in the cloud. It effectively caches the most recently accessed data on the File Gateway on-premises. And so what it's doing right now is it's going out and it's looking for any disks that might be attached to my gateway. 
and it usually takes you know a couple of seconds to find it. Um, we can go back and check on the status of our data sync. Oh, it got there before I could check. Okay, so so as we see we've got a 300 gigabyte device. We're going to utilize that as our cache. I can then proceed to configure logging. I'm just going to skip that step for now. Save and continue, and I've got my file gateway created. You notice that I did all this in the Ohio region. Similar concept applies as what I mentioned with data sync, right? Okay, so let's go back and check the status of our task. So it's completed successfully. You can see we, we copied 3,000 files plus the directories. If you remember, there were three folders in there and also some extra metadata that DataSync generates. You can, we copied about 15 gigabytes of data and we did that about a minute and 49 seconds at a throughput rate of about 143 megabytes per second. That's primarily due to the limitation of the EC2 instance that my agent is running on. Okay, if I had chosen a bigger instance, I could have gotten higher levels of throughput. So my task is successful. Now what I want to do is I want to create a share on my gateway so that my application server can mount the gateway and access those files that I just transferred into the bucket. So I'm going to go here and I'm going to go to my gateway and I'm going to say create file share. And I want to, we're going to use the same bucket that we copied to. So I've got that bucket here. And I'll show you what the bucket looks like here in just a second. So remember, I have my bucket over here. If I do a refresh, I've got my images folder. I've got my three folders inside of there, and there's a 1,000 files in each folder. So that's been successfully copied up into my S3 bucket. Go back to my storage gateway. I'm going to create an NFS share. I could choose either NFS or SMB. You'd use SMB if you were mounting on like Windows or something like that. Um, there's my, I'm going to use my gateway. Click Next. And then I can decide how I want new objects written to the gateway to be stored in S3. Um, we support three storage classes today, standard, standardized IA, or one zone IA. I'm just going to use S3 standard. It has some object metadata options, which I'll leave as they are. And then just like the data sync agent, file gateway is going to be talking to my bucket, so it needs an IAM role to control the access to that bucket. I'm just going to have the service generator role for me. Now, the last thing that I want to do is I want to lock this down so that only my application server can mount the file gateway. I don't want anybody, getting uh, anybody else getting access to that data. So I go back to here and I grab the IP address of my application server. And I'm going to replace this here. And I'm going to hit close. And then I'm also going to disable root squash for now, but normally in a production environment, you'd want to leave root squash on. And then I'm going to go ahead and create the file share. And that's going to take a minute or two to create. And while it's creating, I can click on that and, and kind of see some of the data that I set here, kind of the options that I set. Uh, I could go in and look at the CloudWatch logs if I wanted to. This is the S3 bucket that I'm using, the name of my gateway, et cetera. It also gives me instructions on how to actually mount that file gateway share on my application. So if you notice something about the path here, <clears throat> We've got the IP address of my file gateway. That's the IP address of my, quote, NFS server that's running on my file gateway. And then you can see it's got a path to a share. And you notice that the name of the share is the name of the S3 bucket that I'm actually associating with this share. On file gateway, there's always a one-to-one -one mapping between a share and a bucket. And you can't have more than, a, a bucket can't be shared with more than one file share per gateway. You can have multiple gateways pointing to the same bucket, but you can't have the same share or multiple shares pointing to the same bucket on a single gateway. So I'm going to go ahead and grab this string here. 
I'm going to go back to my application server. So if you remember, in the mount folder, I had mounted slash mount slash data. That's mounting my NFS server. Now what I also want to do is I want to mount my file gateway server here as well. So I'm going to make a directory. And then I'm going to mount a file gateway. And I just want to make sure that my share has been fully created. I'll do a refresh here. And it's available. It's ready to go. So I'm going to go ahead and mount. Oops, that's right. I got to be pseudo. It must be a demo, right? All right, there we go. Now if I list my file gateway, I see the images. Now I'm, I'm listing from my file gateway, right? So I see the same images folder as I saw on my NFS server. And I can see my three folders. Now if I go to mount file gateway images, and if I just do, So I just created a file in there called file1.txt. If I go back to my S3 bucket and I do a refresh, I do a refresh, where did I, uh, in the images folder? So it might take a few seconds for it to get uploaded into there. Some images. Oh. The demo gods are after me today. Mount file gateway images. Make sure we're mounted correctly. We're on 12146. Everything looks good there. Do an LS. Let's try this real quick. Try that. So we just created a, a one meg file in there, and it could be that because it was a small file. There we go. Now it's responding to me. Okay. So now we can see that both of those files that I created are in the S3 bucket. And this is one of the important things to understand about File Gateway. When you create a file on File Gateway, you get the exact same object in S3. It's not playing any games where it's kind of you know chopping it up and having it bit in bits that's unusable in S3. When you put data into File Gateway, it is absolutely usable inside of S3, and this opens up all kinds of capabilities for you now. So the last thing I want to do now, so now my File Gateway is working. I can now shut down my NFS server, and I'm just going to do a, a, an unmount of MNT data, and I'm done. And I'm no longer using my NFS server. I'm able to shut it down because all of my data is in S3. It's accessible through File Gateway. And that's it. Thank you.